Hi, this is Ted Kelly with another Ted's Hospitality Minute. And today we've got a great guest on. His name is Peter Ricci. He is the Clinical Associate Professor and Director at the Hospitality and Tourism Management Program at Florida Atlantic University. We're going to have Peter come on and talk a little bit about A, that program, and then B, maybe enlighten us with what he thinks is going on in terms of where we are with the pandemic, the hospitality world, and then possibly talk about maybe the labor shortage and some of the things that we're dealing with now and trying to get the hospitality world back on its feet. Hey, Peter, how are you? Hey, great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Nice to meet you. Hey, hey, I appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your day. I'm going to call this session the, the uh, educational session because you're in the academia and we're wanting to learn as much as we can about what you guys do over there. But also, I'm I'm always curious about getting the in-classroom instructor, the professor's take on what's really happening out in the real world. So let me start this way. Why don't I give you a few minutes to talk a little bit about how you got to the professor world and your hospitality journey? Sure. I, um, I, you know, I've been in the business my whole life since high school. And in college, I was always planning to go to law school. And I graduated, got accepted at Georgia State in Atlanta, did a semester and just didn't really like law school, but I like hospitality. I was thinking originally to be a hospitality lawyer somehow in the business. So I immediately went back and did my master's at, I did my undergraduate and my graduate at University of Florida. And their program is recreation, parks and tourism. So it kind of looks at tourism from national parks, state parks, event planning, uh, outdoor rec, that kind of area. So I did a little bit of time in food and beverage. I did a little bit of time in event planning. And after going back right away and finishing my master's, I wound up in tourism promotion in Miami. So I worked for four years at what we call a DMO, a destination marketing organization. Um, and we promoted all of the Miami-Dade County and its sub-cities uh, for visitors. I did that right out of grad school. And because I had my master's, I got offered a job part-time to teach once a week. And that's how I fell in love with teaching. So I started teaching when I was 23, I think. And, um, you know, taught at probably 15 different schools one semester at a time, depending where I was living. After, you know, after my time in Miami, I went into the hotel world. I spent about 12 years in hotels, general manager, regional manager, new property opening, that kind of stuff, but was always teaching along the way. And then in my late 30s, I got an offer to do my doctorate, and that's when I switched into academia full-time when I was 40. So I've been in academia now full-time about 15 or 16 years. But if you include wow. all the part-time years, I've kind of taught my whole life. Wow. So, interesting. Is... So I, yes, I still consider myself an industry guy because it's all <laughs> I've done since I was a kid. But now yeah. I just teach about it more versus running a hotel, you know? <laughs> wow, that is awesome. What an incredible journey. So you've always had, sounds like you've always had the teaching as a side hustle to it got to a place where it was like, hey, I'm going to do this all the time, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And what's funny is when I came into academia, my natural fit was to go into administration because I'd been managing hotels for so long. So that's why right. I kind of fell into an administrative role and really like it. But I'm in the classroom regularly and I won't ever give that up. For me, you know, as an industry person, 
I always wanted to hear when I taught once a week what people think about hospitality, why right. they started studying it, and then I would right. have them come and work in my hotels because if you were friendly and showed up on time and outgoing and did your projects, then I would want you as a, as a staff member. So I also used it for recruiting all along the way. Yeah, that that's excellent, and that's almost like a a great. Uh, a, a, a great formula for giving them the in the classroom teaching and then saying, okay, here's how you apply that in the real world. And that's how that kind of shakes out. I've always appreciated getting my hands dirty when I was trying to learn something because yeah. it always made so much more sense to me when I could do it that way. Yeah. And you <laughs> so, know, my so, foundation in a, in a very broad tourism program, I look at tourism in a very broad way. It's, you know, state parks, it's events, it's airlines, it's meeting planning, it's hotels, it's restaurants, it's catering companies. I mean, it's a huge, huge, fantastic industry. And it's funny because most people will just silo their thinking, I've worked in restaurants, I'm a restaurant manager, that's what I do. Or I work in hotels, or I work at a cruise line. But really the industry is so broad that you can right. work in so many different things. And I just find it to be a, a fantastic business. It's, you know, it's definitely kept my engagement from the age of 14 till 56 where I am now. And I, I can't see doing anything else, you know? Wow. Wow. That is awesome. Now, now at Florida Atlantic, now did you start the program or was the program already there when you got there and you're just kind of building it? My first stop in academia where I did my doctorate was at University of Central Florida, and they had just started the Rosen College. So I was part of that founding group of faculty there. They have over okay. 3,000 students now. And uh, when I finished my doctorate, I went back to manage hotels for a couple of years. And at FAU, they had just started the program with a fabulous uh, director. And she invited me to come down. And I like this program because it was one of the few in the country at that time that was in the business school. And when you teach hospitality in the business school at a university, the curriculum's a little bit more rigorous and I would call it pure business. So you're taking finance from a finance professor, you're taking accounting from an accounting professor and it's not being taught by hospitality faculty. So it's a little tougher on the students, but it's a little more practical for today's business world because the students, when they come out, they don't only need the soft skills of hospitality, they're gonna get thrown profit and loss statements and budgets and labor cuts and analysis. And you, know, you need business school skills to really deal with all that well. Right. Um, and here we are 15 years later, and now there's a mad rush nationally for hospitality programs to move into business schools. I've never seen so many going into business schools as now, but it's a natural evolution with our industry becoming more metrics, finance, analytics based and ownership is often investment focused. Whereas right. in the old days, it was mom and pop style businesses. So it's, it just matches what's going on in, in, the, in the industry. Wow. So, so within that curriculum, do you guys have a focus that says, okay, if you're wanting to really be in the hotel space, here's a couple of you know, additional courses that you may want to focus on so that you can be more prepared 
for that uh, career path. Is that how that kind of works out or correct. how does that kind of work out? Yeah, correct. We have what's known as the core business courses that any business major would take. And we have over 8,000 students in our business school. We're one of the largest in the country. A lot of people don't even realize that. We're, um, we're very highly ranked nationally and we're very large. So we have the ability to have some flexibility in terms of variety and course. So if you're a student, you would take the core business courses of marketing, finance, economics, accounting, et cetera, statistics, cal statistics, calculus, and so on. Then you complement that with the hospitality core, which is guest service, hospitality law, events, country club management, hotel management, casino management, right, right, right. HR, you know, in hospitality. So you get a nice slice of hospitality skills combined with business skills. And that's why I've stayed because I think this model is uh, really well matched for the 21st century because when I became a general manager for the first time, I was thrown star report, P&L, forecasting, all kinds of things that I did not learn in my recreation right. parks and tourism masters. And, you know, in particular, not in my bachelor's in sociology. So right, I had right. to learn on the fly all of the business skills. So I, you know, I, I'm happy when I see our alumni come out, whether they're MBAs or undergrads, they just go out into the world a lot better prepared than I did. And that just makes yeah. me pride, you know, it gives me pride inside. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, uh, that is awesome. I, I think that's a great, uh, that's a great way to do it as well. Now, let me ask this question. So given where we are today in the state, the conditions with the pandemic and us trying to come out of that, at least from a hospitality hotel world, uh, if you had kids that were considering the hospitality uh, career school-wise, right? Uh, Timing-wise, is it a good time for them to be moving into that given they probably have, I'm thinking they've got, you know, a good 24 months probably before the industry really starts to kind of ramp back up. Is that a good time for them to think about the career of hospitality and tourism management? You know, what's interesting is um, I've never lost my love for this business. And, okay. you know, I was a very young kid when we had the gas crisis of the 70s. Right. But then we had, you know, tumultuous inflation in the 80s. And then there were tax cuts or tax law changes that um, stopped a lot of corporate clients from entertaining in hotels and corporate hotels thought they were going to have an issue. Then we had Persian Gulf War and, you know, you throw in SARS and 9-11 right. and the 2008 recession. I mean, people, <laughs> people want to travel. They're never going to yeah. stop wanting to travel. So it's never a bad time to enter our industry, but you have to be um, cognizant that we're cyclical. We go yeah. through waves, whether they're financial, whether it's an unknown, new, horrible pandemic like COVID, whether it's a gas crisis, whether it's a hurricane. I mean, right. uh, that's just the nature of our business. But in the end, more people travel every decade than the decade before, and the world's population keeps growing, and they all want to travel. So it's a fantastic industry. Now, right now, my students have more and alumni and just any general citizen. They have more job offers right now that I see posted than I have ever before. So it's a bonanza time if you're looking at the entry levels. 
Um, the more advanced levels, the businesses are still reeling from COVID and trying to decide exactly what they need to bring back, what they can afford to bring back. So your 24 month timeline is kind of right on track with my vision. I've been saying 2025 is our true point of being at a high again. Um, a lot of people dispute that with me, but we're very cyclical and I've lived through four or five of these cycles. So in Florida right now where I am, hotels are busier than ever. Um, our rates are higher than the highest of high that they were in 2019. And 2019 yes. was a banner year of 10 years right. in a row. Um, but that's not enough to recoup all that we lost in the past 18 months. So it's going to take a while. Right, right now, I'm sure the owners are looking at monthly or weekly financials very happily because the rates are high and we're short staffed. So less is going out, more is coming in. It looks good. Yes. But yes. they've had loans and they've had bailouts and they've had and they've been closed and they've had everything else for the past 18 right. months. But anybody watching this, hospitality, if you have the passion, you will have a career that you love. We are a great business. One thing that's come out of the pandemic that I really like is that we shook up entry-level wages finally to move them up to a point where they needed to be moved up. It's still We still need a little more growth there, but it's not a bad time to start at all. And right. the fun and the skills you get in hospitality transfer everywhere. Like in, in our business school model, you might be a management major and a hospitality minor or a hospitality major and a finance minor. You take the skills of interpersonal communications, of dealing with guest service, of providing excellence to your clients. You can go work in construction like you do and do renovations. You can go work for a financial services company. You, we have students who work at Bank of America as client relationship managers. We have students who work at Chewy.com in pet food sales. You know, the careers are endless. Hospitality is really a skill set as well as, as an industry, if that makes sense. So yeah. you can't go wrong. You know, I, I yeah. would never talk anyone out of this business. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm trying to talk the industry into getting to the next step in a very successful way. And part of that is improving the starting point of wages one of the, um, I think if I had a 2030 issue on the horizon, it's making our industry as fun and work-life balance oriented as some of the more modern remote positions all, you know, work from home. So if you're in hotel operations or catering or events, you have to be on site. So I think we could build in work-life balance in those roles by maybe right. having alternating patterns where you work three days on, you're three days off. Then you have the benefit that your friends and family do, but you still get the passion and joy of hospitality, if that makes sense, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. I think hospitality is a, is a people career. And I think once you really become infected with that desire to smile and greet people and talk to people, it, it's almost a natural and, you know, it can, it can transcend so many different uh, career paths because when you love people, hospitality is a place where you will really do well, I think, you know? Yeah. 
the skill yeah. the skill set you can be the better attorney if you have better client skills you can be the <laughs> yeah. better better dental yeah. practice if you infuse some hospitality pieces into your dental office i mean the list goes on and on and on so that's why <laughs> i think it's a natural fit within a business school no matter what you're going to do later but it's yeah. also a great career in its own right. I mean, I loved managing hotels. They're like operating little cities. You have HR, you have food and beverage, you have construction and renovation, you have engineering, you have guest interaction, you have contract. I mean, it's just, it's like running your own little city of a business. It's a, it's a fascinating career. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Love it. So, so talk a little bit about the labor shortage piece. How do you think we're going to get out of this thing? It's, it's causing uh, a lot of havoc on a lot of folks, restaurants, hotels. There's so many, you know, fast food, you know, they can't find help. What, what's your take on how we how we get through this, uh, this period? Again, you know, we need to communicate the positive aspects of hospitality and the fun aspects of it. We need to start by raising entry level salaries, which we're doing. And we need to be more competitive with other industries when it comes to work-life balance and the ability to do remote. And like I said, if you're, if you're doing operations, I have no problem having you work three days on, three days off if you're a superstar. And then I can brag that I'm the best restaurant or catering company around because I don't make you work seven days in a row. We've just never rethought how we do things, and it's time to rethink. I, I want to stay positive and optimistic because mm -hmm. I can't, I can tell anybody watching that I would never really do anything besides hospitality. But if I did, it would be with a hospitality bent. So if you have that passion to serve others through business or through caregiving or through helping, we're here to stay. So I think for the labor shortage, the short term um, is showing signs of improvement already. We've started by raising entry-level wages. We've, we've taken away some of the federal aid and, and that has kind of motivated people to reconsider us as an industry. But we did lose a lot of people globally that have not returned. They've either retired early or they've gone into other areas. So we need to fill that void. And um, the large associations and organizations need to just continue to tout what a great industry are. we are. The National Restaurant Association, the American Hotel and Lodging Association, Meeting Professionals International. The more education and advocacy we do, we'll get a fresh new group of people who will fall in love like I did with this business. And that's what I'm trying to do with students because, you know, um, during the pandemic, everybody shut down completely for the first time probably in their lives or the first time in at least a decade and had time yeah. to talk to their family and friends and neighbors about what do you do day to day? What's your job like? What does it mean to work remote? So hospitality found, hospitality staffers found a way to try something different right now. So this is just the period of that exodus but I, I don't think by any means it's long-term. And I can yeah. tell you, um, you know, I only have a thousand students at any one time, but that thousand in my, right now in my email list, they have probably seven times the number of job postings that I did a year ago. 
And the variety in the pay is at an all-time high. So if you're a wow. young person, I would, and you asked me if, if my kids were going to, yeah, study it. Because <laughs> now's a great time to get in and you're going to make more money than I did when I started the first five years, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I would suspect there's probably uh, an abundance of intern opportunities as well for some of your freshmen, sophomore uh, students to go in and, and work in an actual environment where they can gain, you know, that real life experience as well as the classroom. So again, helping fill a void, right? Filling a void for the hotel or for the restaurant, but also giving those guys an opportunity to make a little bit of money while they're in school and possibly get some on, you know, real world experience. So that's got to be Absolutely. great. Yeah, here in South Florida, um, we have such a tourism wonderland that you know you can work in a casino a convention center you can work at spirit airlines that's based here you can work in a major resort hotels a mom and pop right. boutique hotel so you make money all the way through college there's no question <laughs> about it <laughs> well that is so awesome pete i appreciate you uh giving us a few minutes and kudos to you and florida atlantic university for having the program and it sounds like it's on the very top tier. So I, I take my hat off to you guys and continue the great work out there. And uh, we're wishing you guys the best. Now, let me ask this question for, for young students, high school students possibly interested in, in finding out more about your program or talking to someone further about your program. How do they find you guys? I know you guys are probably on the web, but I'll let you do the, do the honor sure. there. I'll just uh, I'll just put my email in the chat. It's very easy. Hospitality at FAU.edu. And uh, right. anyone can reach me. And we have certificates from as cheap as 199 bucks all the way up to MBAs. We've got everything. The best, you know, I'll leave you with the other thing that being in a business school is awesome because business people come back to do little certificates and spend time with us or take a revenue class that they didn't have or they right. want to explore food and beverage. It's just great because I get to meet so many industry people as well as students at the undergrad and graduate level. So it's cool. Yeah. But it's been, well, it's been a lot of fun meeting you. I hope you come down sometime. Hey, you guys are uh, going like gangbusters down there. You are absolutely spot on because when I look at all the markets and how they're doing occupancy wise, you know, that Florida market is exceeding the 2019 numbers like gangbusters. So you know, everybody wants to come to Florida. So you're, <laughs> you, yep. you guys are doing great down there. So maybe we'll get down and, and see you guys soon. But, uh, but no, keep up the good work. Sounds like you guys have a great program going over there. And uh, I wish you guys the best. All right. Thank you so much. And anybody watching, come in our field. It's an awesome place. <laughs> Bye. Right, Thank you so much. All right. All this right. has been another Ted's Hospitality Minute. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. You guys have a great week. Thank you.